What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, kind of just giving you a brief outline of what's going on in my personal business and just some advice on really growth and uh, different challenges that you, I know that some of you are uh, going through and, and, and really wanting some insight on how to overcome. So check this one out. Always appreciate you guys listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. And this episode starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's up, everyone? It is so nice to be back. Man, it has been a crazy sequence of weeks. I feel as though each week I get busier and busier as I continue to create, build, and expound upon my businesses. And uh, man, you know, I just want to thank each and every one of you for checking out this podcast. I hope that it gives you, uh, really, if anything, it, it gives you some motivation, um, you know, hearing from all sorts of different people and uh, different scenarios and different uh, outcomes and you know, it's really, uh, it's really endearing to have uh, some of you reach out to me and tell me uh, the benefit that you're getting from this podcast. So as I'm mulling over what to talk about here, uh, it has been a massive week for the premium painting team. Those of you who follow this podcast intently, you may know that it did take me a little while to get that third crew up and running. I may have even mentioned on here that I'm not going to do it, or I may have mentioned that I tried to do it. Uh, now is the time we bought the third van. We are on our way to three crews that should put us uh, at a little over 1.3 million uh, in sales uh, once we're fully optimized. So what's interesting is, is that some of the thoughts that I had going into that uh, really, you know, were fear-based thoughts of what if and and how can I and all the things that I try to help knock down uh, when people bring me barriers of growth at different levels and stages, you know, whether that's first removing yourself and then getting a crew and then, you know, doing more sales and uh, doing sales only and letting that crew work independently and then maybe getting another crew and investing more in marketing. And it's interesting. It's once you hit a certain level, it's really just about duplicating what worked. Uh, and really what I focus on a lot in this podcast is helping people identify what works or create a system to help them identify what works so they can either fix it or refine it. Um, and that's kind of the mindset you have to have in businesses. You look at something and that's usually a process or a system and you say, can I make this better? And really, I mean, I look at this every single day in people's businesses, especially when it comes to not only the business breakthroughs or it comes to somebody wanting to use drip jobs. It's like, well, what is your system doing and can it be better? And usually if the answer to that is yes, then it's always a good idea to invest in it because that's going to give you more time, resources, and ultimately clarity on what the next step is. And I feel like we've really refined our system. Um, and that was uh, really interesting. Um, I do have some insight on... Um, the fact that I kind of was a little lazy on the estimating side in terms of how I went about estimates in my business. It was heavily reliant upon my knowledge. So those of you who know my system, uh, and I'll kind of give you a brief synopsis on what that looks like. I have a crew of four uh, ran by Shamel. They're like my powerhouse team, man. They knock it out. Shamel, Dan, Dan, and Chris. Um, phenomenal team. 
any challenge I put them on, they will knock it out. They get the big jobs. They get the full interiors. They get the picky customers. They get the high-end spraying. Um, and it's led by Shamel. And he does an amazing job. Great friend. Just just, just an ideal uh, individual for, uh, for the role. Takes it seriously. Represents us well. Takes ownership. Um, you know, uh, just, just the mentality, uh, of, of company first, you know, all the intangibles that you want in a leader, uh, Chamel showcases day in and day out. And what's interesting is, is that those of you may know, uh, briefly talked about him. Um, and then if you heard my, um, my, my talk at the impact, um, event that I went up to for Corey, uh, you would have heard the story behind Chamel is how he kind of just started out as a painter and worked his way up and wanted to buy a house and he got a house and it's just been awesome seeing his growth. So that's, that's crew. Number one, crew number two is led by Ray. He actually replaced my long tenured Louie, which you may have heard on the podcast as well, who is an all around, uh, master of the craft, somebody that you just don't even need to babysit, look at just, Hey, tell me when the job's done type of guy. And although that's really nice, it's bad for business because ultimately you get a little lazy with people like that. Maybe some of you agree. Maybe you have that one guy or crew that, you know, you don't really have to implement uh, policy. You don't really have to implement systems. You kind of just let them do it the way they want to do it because you know it'll be done and it'll be done right. And uh, although that was great, what that did was it put me in a real bad position when he retired. And what that did, unfortunately, was make me say, okay, I got to get some more systems in this business to accommodate overcoming dependency on skill. And if you are dependent on skill, and that is not only when it's someone else's skill, but your own skill, that's never a good thing. So in other words, like if you're actually doing the work and no one else can do it like you, we know that that's not a good thing. You can't scale that. Okay. You can't scale skill. Remember that you can't scale skill. Okay. So what I needed to do at that point in time was do one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was to step in and really redefine the role of a project manager. And I did that with Ray and Ray's attitude was just outstanding. His skill set needs a lot of refinement, but he was willing to learn. So what would the, what would allow us to do though, during that time of, um, I would just say turbulence, because the thing about it is, is we're flying like a fighter jet in terms of production, right? We didn't stop. Like there's no like two week break to just like hang out and figure out how to get Ray up to where Louie was in terms of production. So it took a lot of my time to kind of bounce back and forth and to kind of really just, you know, um, you know, make sure that although, you know, Ray's team, uh, you know, was now being led by Ray, who had just came on board a month and a half prior, um, you know, I had to make sure that the standard was still there as if Louie was working. Right. So that would, that required a lot of my time being on the job. Uh, but what it did was it opened up my eyes and it created a new opportunity for Shamel. So what was cool was, and I may have said this in a podcast, but just a recap here is that I sent Shamel over to Ray's job and I had him work there for three days to just kind of train him on the way, uh, we do things. And, Although that it compromised Chamel's job a little bit because, you know, there's no room for error. You know, you really can't remove a project manager from a job. Two awesome things happened. One, it allowed someone else on Chamel's crew to step up and take ownership and lead that job that Chamel was gone, which opened up my eyes to that person's capability. And it's so interesting what happens when we give people opportunity. You really get to see what they do with it. Now, they either take it and run with it or they fold. But at the end of the day, you at least know what they're going to do when given the opportunity. And that's still very important. And in my case, uh, Dan stepped up and did a great job. Uh, and then Shamel went over there to raise a uh, job and really just 
really refine things and actually just showcase to me the value in Shamel and his ability to teach and lead. And it's just, you know, guys, I, I can't take credit for this. Although, yes, like I'm good at putting pieces together, but you can only put pieces together in the beginning. Uh, you know, the, the company runs because of the great people inside of it. And if you've achieved any amount of success, you obviously are nodding your head saying that's 100% true, you know, because ultimately, uh, you guys know my passion toward hiring. It's about the recruiting process. But what's interesting is, is if you put a lot of people together who have like values, like character, like mindset, um, culture occurs and the culture then propels the character. And it holds people to a certain standard that will actually, what's interesting is it'll wean out those that don't align with that culture. So we've kind of created a Petri dish in my company of just healthy mindset, you know, motivated individuals that come to work on time, ready to go. And anyone that doesn't align with that, even if they do slip through the cracks in my hiring process, which is freaking rare, then they won't last, you know? So anyway, not going too far on that tangent, just saying that. That's where we were in that position with Ray, really just having to get him up to speed. Um, and, and, and the hard part about that was is that, and this is the most interesting thing, is that Louie had a team with Ray on it and two others that because Louie just made it so easy, I never really dove into the details of what was going on on that crew as much as I should have. And because Louie was so good and, and Ray being good, the other two kind of just got to coast. And uh, it didn't take long for me to recognize that they weren't contributing the way they needed to. And they both got let go in the company, um, which made room for two others. I got Jeremy and Bo now. They're phenomenal, phenomenal leaders of their household, leaders of themselves. They come to work with a good attitude. They love the company. They show up every day and they are great support systems for Ray. Um, both know how to paint now. Um, one one has painted. He can spray and do everything. The other one needed some refinement, but he went to a trade school to learn uh, industrial coding or something. So it didn't take long for him to grasp the concepts. And uh, they, 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 they just do great. So that's a team of three. So you got a team of four, team of three. Um, and now on the flooring side, um, you guys know I do a little bit of flooring. I actually pulled Julio, which is my father-in-law's helper, away from flooring. And he is now the crew leader. And I would say that the interesting thing about my good buddy Julio, who I'm so glad to have as my third crew leader, project manager, um, is, is his mindset and, and, and his willingness to learn. I mean, he's up late at night watching YouTube videos on different things and sh sending me screenshots of different tools and things that we need. Um, and, and it's so fun to work with someone like that because they make you better. And, you know, if you have an experience having someone in your business that, that pushes you to be better, because ultimately like he wants feedback from things that he's investing in. And if I'm the type of person that doesn't buy into that, like, ah, oh, nah, we don't need that. Or, ah, oh, nah, don't worry about that, man. You know, we'll, we'll do it this way. Like, what does that do? It just cuts off his creativity. And the interesting part about creativity in business, when you let people utilize their individual creative nature, is the fact that your customers experience something that really is unique and divine. That certain energy that comes with someone that is so passionate about their job. And when someone is so passionate about what they do and they showcase to you it, that as a customer, it, it, it translates to ultimately like a, a love uh, for the passion and the trade that, that, the, that the person has, but more so the customer just sees it as different and they, and they appreciate that so much because it is their house. And that gives you that above and beyond experience. You know, when was the last time you had someone come over to your house and do a service and you just knew they, they loved it? 
you know, and it's almost like, well, like, wow, thank you, man. I'm so glad I ran into you. You're an expert and you love what you do. I'm so happy that we met as opposed to somebody who's just going through the motions. And I think if you cut off people's creativity, if you don't let them utilize their creativity to make you better because you don't answer the call, then you're just, you're just shutting off that valve and they'll just stop. And, uh, and, and we don't want that. We want people to bring fresh ideas. We want them to, you know, try things differently if they feel like it's a better way. Um, and, and, and I just bought into that with Julio and, uh, you know, it's so cool to see, man, he's, he, he's really into it. So I went and bought him a van. Um, it was a no brainer. So we got the third van. So exciting. Um, and then I have him and Alan, uh, Alan's a, a newer guy, uh, coming in and, uh, you know, he's, he, he moved to, moved into town and, uh, just everyone loves him. He's, you know, he fit right in, you know, and, and so it's them two working. That's interesting for me. Those of you know, uh, my motto is, uh, four or three, but you know, we're going to try the two route. And the reason why is, is because I don't have the pressure to find these big jobs, which usually, you know, obviously they come, but I need to staff the other guys for those. But what I'm learning is that a lot of small jobs are slipping through the cracks that I would have normally priced way higher to accommodate three and four. So I didn't have to break up my team. And what I'm noticing is, is that, Hey, you know what? Some of these customers don't care how fast we do the job, obviously. And I don't really need to use that as a selling point. I can come in a little bit lower increase my chances of getting the sale and, uh, you know, keep these two guys staffed as long as, as long as I can, um, doing, you know, two jobs a week or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And it's like, even if we hit these little jobs that I otherwise would never get or usually overlook, now I have someone making up for that lead flow. So it's so interesting that I don't even really have to turn up the lead volume in order to accommodate a third crew, which I kind of knew, but like when you're actually doing it and you're like, okay, we're in fight or flight mode, sort of, we got to make sure we have enough jobs for a third crew. Now that I'm in it and I'm aware, I'm like, man, you know, okay, cool. Maybe we can dial up the marketing a little bit. Um, but really nothing's really changing, just more revenue, uh, which is really interesting. So, um, it's so cool when you actually have the the pieces in place and you can pull the trigger and you can move forward and try something new in your business and, and look at the results and say, well, that was interesting because I thought one way and now it turned into a different outcome and now I can build off of that. Um, and you only see that when you actually do it. It's so funny, you know, with drip jobs. And I, and I use this because, you know, you guys have to realize I'm a normal guy just like you. Okay. Not saying that um, you thought I've, I was anything else, but in some cases you look at like, you know, like a software company and think like, man, like, you know, there had to be a lot of things going on and a lot of big decisions that had to be made to, to build something like that. And it's like, no, I'm just a normal guy, but I, I took the step forward to, to try it. I didn't know anything about software other than I had a vision for what I wanted and I needed it in my business. And I know other people needed it. And the first version of drip jobs was horrible. I mean, absolutely horrible. I mean, it was nothing that it is now. It was, it was terrible. I, I, I hated many things about it. Things didn't work. Those of you who hung with me in the beginning, I love you. Um, you know, but the cool thing is, but because I had it, it was almost like, you know, the rockiness of, of starting out, um, was gone and, and the seas were calm and I can, I can, I can refine at that point in time. And, and, and those of you who are aspiring to do things in your business, um, you might look at, the big thing coming up and you might say, you know, that's scary. I don't really know, you know, and it's a big investment and I don't want to fail. Right. You know, getting another crew or getting out. And it's like, I just, I wish you could see the other side and realize how easy the decision 
is if you could see the other side. And and the funny thing is, is that the other side is what you want it to be. And you can create that based on what you know and how much energy you put toward that outcome that you want. Don't go into it with the mindset that you're going to fail. Go in with it with the mindset that like success is defined the way you want to define it. Everyone defines success differently. So you might look at starting another crew like, I got to get more jobs. I got to, I got to get more people. I can't find good help. No, it's like, no, I got to start another crew because, you know, there's a legacy that needs to happen here and it's going to elevate the entire company when they see that we're going to grow and I can do it. I already did it. I just need to do more of it, you know? So mindset in business is, is, is so valuable. Um, and, and it's not so much when you're making big business decisions. It's also when you're doing estimates. It's when you're hiring somebody. It's when, I mean, that's why we, we did a little mindset training here on the podcast. Um, but I, I just want to share that with you with, with a little bit more enthusiasm today is, 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 you know, look, look, I'm still growing my business and things are still scary for me. You know, I'll be honest. Like, it's just like, man, like, you know, the workload gets more and it's like, but on the other side of it, it's like, okay, this wasn't as bad as I thought. And it's always like that. And it's so interesting. Uh, so you're always going to be taking risks in business. And for me, I look at the biggest risk that you ever took was starting it. So anything beyond that, um, anything beyond that is 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 less of a risk and easier to do uh, than it was when you first started your business. So, you know, I talked to someone the other day and he, and he said something along the lines of, it's almost like I feel like I don't deserve to be here. Like, it's almost like I feel like I'm on edge because I don't want it to be taken away because it's almost like I'm in someone else's house, right? Like, I'm going to be asked to leave. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you created a business in America and produced a job which produced income from your own devices. That is amazing. There are people all over in the world every day that you see that work jobs that have no control over their own income or not only just their income, what they do in those jobs. Maybe it's not even something they want to do. And really what that comes down to is a lack of confidence. And I talk about confidence a lot in this podcast because I want you to take some of it and I want you to actually think about it and say, I'm amazing at my business. I am going to transfer that energy to my customers in a way that they can't deny me the, and, and I, and I did a sales training. If you, if you listen to the whole sales training, I think it was a podcast before this. It's almost like you, you go in with the mindset that like the only reason you're going to say no to me is simply because of my price. Everything else is like, I want you to honestly feel bad that you didn't hire me. And if I, if I accomplish that through the value that I give you and the way that I convey trust, not only with the software I'm using, but the way that I'm communicating to you and the way that I'm educating you on the process. I want you to feel bad if you choose someone else. I want you to be like, man, like, all right, well, I, I want them to be the, the, the second best choice. That's the mentality, you know? And I think it just really matters. Like you might be having a bad day, all right? Well, you know, when you look at a bad day in comparison to legacy that you could be leaving your family because you created a business and you changed the course of the lives of everyone around you and all those that you love, overcome the emotions of your little bad day when it comes time to do your estimates and engage with your customers, because your customers and the investment that you make, and, and I want you to think of this, the energy that you give your customers is like an investment. It's like a seed that you're planting, especially when it comes to 
you know, estimates. And it's like, you go in with that mindset of like, I'm having a bad day. I haven't sold jobs in a while. Well, guess what? All that's going to do is transfer to your customer. And in other words, they're going to feel this cloud coming in their door. No, it needs to be like fresh start. Like if you're a quarterback, you throw an interception, you're going to dwell on the interception. No, you're going to go out there thinking you're going to throw a touchdown every single time. And uh, that's the mindset. So, so many things to unpack here. I hope you got something out of it. Really, this was just a matter of just outlining what's going on, the mindset behind it, how I'm still growing too. That's why I love doing this podcast because I'm kind of like, you know, reporting um, as I'm going through uh, my growth and development and hitting new levels and different things like that. I mean, you know, at one point I will honestly say that starting a third crew was scary and I'm in it now. And I'm like, Dude, this is nothing. This is nothing. We got this. I know how to schedule. And I will say that Drip Jobs is making it happen. Yeah, I know. Like, ah, like you can switch. No, Drip Jobs is powerful. It's a great tool. There's nothing else in the world like it. I promise you. And if you're going to grow a company, you need something like this. You know, you really do. I mean, if you find something else that does similar to what Drip Jobs does, you need to tell me. You really need to do. You really need to tell me. If you haven't used it yet, you got to try it. It's free. Just, just, just sign up and try it and see what we're talking about here, you know? Um, we're hitting, we're hitting major goals within that company and, 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 and we're, we're doing amazing features just released Google calendar, which is great for scheduling and all the different things. We just released, released an awesome feature. Uh, this feature allows you to schedule different events. So for example, like Chris, uh, which I didn't even mention, sorry, you guys know, Chris kind of is my project manager slash supervisor. And he kind of does estimates. He does it. He does a lot, man. He's my, he's my unicorn, man. Great. Amazing employee. Um, and friend, um, goes in. I can go and, all right, Chris, you got a payment collection today at 1030 at this place. You got a punch out here, 1130 at this place. You got a uh, scope clarification with the customer at 930 here. And all that loads into his drip job schedule and the customer gets notified of each one. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, so good, so good. So try it out, dripjobs.com, of course. And uh, listen, if you got something out of this episode, message me, please. I'd love to hear about it. And not only that, guys, you know we do the business breakthroughs. Please join me. Let's get fired up. Let's talk about what's going on in your business. Don't worry about people hearing about it. I mean, I get people that say, well, Tanner, you know, can I do a business breakthrough, but can I, can I not put it on? And I'll say, well, I mean, you know, number one, I get motivated when I know this is going to amplify. So, you know, my energy might be a little bit less if we're in a private setting. And number two, you know, there's a little accountability factor when you put it out there like that. Right. And I think you're going to be missing out on that. So, um, Typically with my schedule, the answer is no. I really like to maximize my schedule. And by putting it out on the podcast, that's what allows me to do that. But again, you're going to be missing out on that accountability factor. that You're putting out things uh, to the universe that say, hey, you know, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to do this. And uh, hopefully you'll find that any advice I give you is from the heart and mostly based off my own experience. So book that. It's in the, it's in the description of this podcast. So thank you guys for listening. I hope this fired you up today. Do that thing. Do that one thing that you're waiting on doing. Just see what happens. All right? Catch you guys in the next one. Hey, hey, thanks so much for checking out the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Stick around. I am going to drop in a short testimonial uh, that one of our awesome heavy hitters in Drip Jobs uh, had agreed to give out for us. So if you want to hear a little bit about how Drip Jobs is helping contractors, stick around uh, for the end of this episode and you can listen in. What's up, everyone? I'm here with my good friend, Danny V. Uh, Atlanta. Um, him and I shared some uh, good time at the PCA Expo, but uh, we've been friends before that. He actually uh, came on a business breakthrough at one point in time. Uh, we went over sales and some other other good things. Um, he is a very very uh, professional at this point. Drip Jobs user, 
you've been using it now for about six, seven months. Um, and you've, you've agreed to do this little spotlight and this is really just to showcase, you know, what it is really, it's a direct help for me so I can continue to, you know, get drip jobs as many people hands as possible, bro. So tell me before you signed up, man, what was the apprehension? Um, and did drip jobs exceed your expectations? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, man. Um, I, I, I didn't have any type of system, any type of, uh, software. So I had no idea what to expect, to be honest with you. Um, and you know, I was just like, Hey, um, when I, when I read about it, when I heard you talking about it, um, through, uh, you know, podcast or through, through the group, you know, on Facebook, I was just like, you know, maybe I need to give it a, I give it a try. Let me, let me try to see what it's all about. And if it's worth my investment. So, uh, you know, I just kind of took that leap, man. And I was like, let's go, let's do it. Now, in retrospect, that was a good question. But now when you look, you, when you look back, you know, uh, and, and what's going on now, would you say that it's been worth the investment? Oh, man, it's, it's absolutely, man. I mean, without a <laughs> doubt, it that, uh, like I always say, it, it, it totally changed um, the way, it changed my life, the business, um, and the way I do things. Um, the face of the company, you know, looks more professional, um, keeping everything in, uh, you know, structured, um, organization, yeah. uh, and, and so, you know, just so, uh, it's a friendly user, man. It's easy to use once you get the hang of it. And after that is, hey. you know, it's just easy. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's okay, man. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm enjoying it, man. And, and, and. I mean, there's so much I can say, man. I definitely encourage people to, to, to really invest in it. It's a really, really good investment for your business. Let me ask you this. Has it helped you sell more jobs? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, so there's a few things that I, um, that I learned, I catch a few things from you as well. Um, so before, uh, before I got drip jobs, I was doing, quotes when I got home after a long day of work <laughs> and now I don't leave the homeowner's uh, house there you go with, without me finishing that quote and presenting it to them and potentially selling it um so now I don't come home I love looking that. into doing quotes so I would say that was one of my biggest things and I and, 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 and man, it, it dreaded on me. I'm like, man, I got to go home and do these quotes. Now it's just like, I enjoy doing quotes on the spot. <laughs> I got drip jobs. You know what I mean? It's going to take me 15, 20 minutes, do this quote and let's sell it. And, I don't and the customers love, customers love that. Don't they? Oh, absolutely. They're Even like, if it's oh, a high price, but they just love the idea. Like when you tell them like, oh, I'm going to go in the car and work up your quote for you. They're like, really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They, were, they were like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'll be right back. I'm just getting in my truck, work the quote out. We're going to discuss it. And I've been able to get more jobs, definitely uh, selling them on the spot. 100%. It's going to happen. So we wanted to make it. So do you have people, are you using it on the iPad when you do it? So I always carry, for some reason, I always carry my Mac to do, <laughs> That's to good. do it while I'm doing it on in my truck and then I take my my iPad with me and have them sign on there that. and yeah. whatnot. So I use both okay. of them. 
That's yeah. good, man. So yeah. last part of this, man, you know, dude, thank you first for, for showcasing the value. But if you hear, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, man, I just, you know, I can't see paying $147 a month for software, right? Like to the average consumer in comparison to like Joyce, which is like cheap as dirt, you know, and some <laughs> of the other things, what would you say to that person about the 147? Man, if to look at it from my perspective, I would be like, hey, man, look at 147 divided by how many jobs you get in the month. <laughs> and before you know it, it's just like, OK, 10 bucks. This goes 10 bucks towards drip jobs. And before you know it, I mean, it's paid within the month. And I mean, literally, you if, or if you want to count one job, you can pay with one job. You can pay drip jobs. Well, honest honestly, if it's a good size job, you could pay for drip jobs for three years. <laughs> there you uh, go. You know, yeah. if, if, if drip jobs picked up a job that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten through maybe an automated message that went out two, three weeks later. Um, mm -hmm. There's so much here, man. But Danny, dude, this is great. I think somebody listening to this uh, probably got some value. You're the man as always. One of our biggest drip jobs fans. Uh, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you, man. Uh, absolutely. Anytime, man. I, I, I mean, uh, uh, 